We back. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to and or watching the Off the Cliff Show brought to you by 14th and Market Podcast Network. Uh, before you do anything, I want you to, if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, I want you to click down below, go subscribe, rate the podcast five stars. It's free. All it does is support me. If you're not watching on Apple or Spotify or listening on Apple or Spotify and you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you also go down below, click subscribe, like the video, comment on what you see. If you're watching something on Instagram or a clip or something like that, make sure you go like the video as well. Um, yeah, so, but today we're going to get into the Sixers loss to the Miami Heat last night, 109-104. Really annoying loss. I wouldn't say I'm mad at it, but it's just what it is when you play the Miami Heat. Uh, also, we're going to talk about performances from that game as far as Buddy Heald, who's looked really good. Still, uh, Tyrese Maxey, uh, Campaign, the new guys, some young guys, Ricky Council, KJ Martin having really good games, Paul Reed as well. Uh, what the Sixers couldn't do to close out that game. Uh, what we're also going to talk about is the video that I made about campaign and the clip that I got the, talking about how campaign is a guard Sixers fans aren't used to. Uh, most Sixers fans understood what I'm saying, what I was saying. Other Sixers fans are acting like I thought I was saying campaign is like a great player or something like that, but we'll get into all that. But yeah, man, like I said, don't forget rate the podcast five stars like comment subscribe wherever you're watching listening yeah but yeah let's get into it all right so like i said earlier Sixers lose to the miami heat last night in their last game before the all-star break which will be this weekend they lose 109 104 um really good game in the first half everybody was hitting Barely any defense was being played, which it felt like. Um, Buddy Hill goes off for 17 first-half points. I think he was his four of six from three. Uh, still being the Buddy Hill that, you know, we haven't seen in a long time or played close attention to. Uh, really being able to shot create, really being able to get other players involved uh, because of his shooting gravity, especially when he's hot like he was last night. Uh, the defense really has all their eyes focused on him. And whenever he catches it anywhere beyond the three-point line, it was like they were trying to send two at him or like fake two, um, guard him all the way up. Sometimes at half court and he was just able to get a shot off um, with his shot creation, which has been a surprise that I personally, like I said, last pod and last show was not expecting him to be able to do. He had one where he dribbled the ball up, tween cross, pull up, smack. Tracy, I'm sorry, most of you, I might not know what that means, but <laughs> three. So I'm like, oh my God, Buddy Hield is dark skin, Steph Curry, or, or, or Steph Curry is light skin, Buddy Hield. Mm, figured it out. But yeah, man, 17 first half points. Um, he was a, he was a really good bright spot. Also Tyrese Maxey, good first half. Maxey is still trying to. I keep saying this, but like he's still just trying to figure it out, like trying to figure out how to be the number one option, how to navigate defenses when all of their attention is focused on you. Yet now you have help from Buddy Hield. Um, Ricky Council is playing well, uh, taking eyes off you a little bit, but it still looks like he's forcing a lot of his shots instead of, you know, giving what the defense takes, uh, taking what the defense gives to him. So, like, at times you can tell when he's like, all right, I need to go score here. When sometimes you just need to be like, all right, I just need to look at the defense, see what they're giving me. Maybe pass to the open man, maybe go off ball a little bit. And, you know, just take what they give me. If they're going to give me an open three, I'm going to take it. If they're going to let me drive, I'm going to take it. 
in the first half, he, he he did it really well. He he was slow, um, not in and and not slow in the sense of speed, right? He was just slow in reading the defense, seeing taking what they were giving him. And a lot of times he got to, I think two times he got to the mid-range pull-up where Tobias will be occupying space. Uh, once Maxi got there, he had two mid-range pull-up, good. And he was getting there. He was like, all right, well, if y'all aren't going to guard me right here, I'm just going to pull up. And like I said uh, before, he was, like previous games, he was either taking a step back three or like driving all the way into the paint versus three defenders. And I was really confused why like he didn't have the floater anymore. Uh, but yeah, first half, it was a lot more of mid-range uh, floaters. He was hitting some open threes. But like I said, he still seems like a lot of things are forced and like he's going really fast, trying to use his speed, trying to, you know, force the issue when most of the time he doesn't need to do that. Like I say, he's still adjusting. I'm not worried about it. Uh, Maxi ended tonight with 30 points, uh, six rebounds, seven assists on 52% shooting, 12 for 23 from the field. Not so it's not really a big deal. It was two for seven from three. Uh, but like I said, a lot of those threes like step back, contested, forced threes. Um, again, not worried about Maxi. It's an adjustment period. This is what third, fourth year in the league. He'll be all right. Um, so getting to the other players, KJ Martin and Ricky Council. Like I said last show, they are the energy guys you just need on a team that are gonna get you extra possessions and be able to force the issue a little bit to where the defense is like, all right, we have to like, well, where the opposite team has to be like, all right, God damn it. <laughs> like we need to still like play. We can't just lie down to, you know, the hospital Sixers. KJ Martin last night, nine points, five rebounds, three assists. Ricky council, very good bright spot, 13, four and two. Uh, I want to talk about Ricky council a little bit because he is showing that he could be a real rotational piece. I said it last night. Signed to a lifetime contract, and this is after. So the Sixers do this thing in an arena where you have to like name different uh, things in like a fifteen second period. So like name fruits or something like that, like fruits within fifteen seconds, something like that. So he did the Marvel character uh, thing. He named Marvel characters, and at the end, he's like me. And Kyle Newbeck <laughs> tweeted out, "I'm like, yeah, bro, go ahead, sign to a lifetime contract. I don't care." But other than that, like he's playing really well. Uh, it's really refreshing to see when he gets the ball, he can. He immediately makes a decision. It was last night he got the ball on the wing or the corner. As soon as he got the ball, he saw the defender closing out, and he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to leverage his closeout and attack the opposite of where he's closing out at. And the defender was, like, on his back hill. He was able to get to the rim and get, like, an easy layup. And he has the athleticism where he can finish over players like Bam or uh, Jaquez. Oh, my God, I forget the Heat rookie name. Uh, Jaime Jaquez. Um, so – Really good. He he, had, he also had he had a three a really clutch three last night. He also did something where he got into the mid range uh, when the Heat went zone and he got into the mid range and he, he hit a pull up, which it, it looked great. And I said, all right, that's really all I need to see for Tobias Mendes to be cut in half because now he gives you like Ricky Council the fourth nickname C four. We gonna make that stick, Kelly Oubre. Shout out you, but four rebounds. Um, he plays defense. Thirteen points last night. Um, he was scoring from all over the floor. And like I say, he's an energy guy that gets you extra possessions. He got a lot of, you know, defensive re I mean, uh, he got, I think like two offensive rebounds, um, where defenses just were like, they, they, they were waiting for the bounce, the ball to bounce to them. And 
he just came and grabbed it. Um, he went, he was one of the few players last night that went and attacked the ball on a rebound instead of watching it bounce to him for the Sixers. So really bright to see. Shout out Ricky Council C4. Hopefully we have you on the show one day. Dope player. Um, yeah, man. I mentioned the heat going zone. Let me let me let me explain this to you. If you if you play basketball, zone is the most cowardly thing you can do because all it is is you saying and acknowledging. I can't play man because I'm getting cooked. I'm getting fried. We can't play man. We have to go zone and I need the help of other players. Like just be a man, play up, be a man. If you're getting fried, you're getting fried. It's just what you got to deal with. But if you're in the NBA, you need to, you, you, I don't care. That that's your fault that you can't guard up buddy. And I guess that you need to switch and do something. That should be a rule. And I know this isn't like, anything that's going to happen there, but there needs to be a rule like the challenge rule where you can only go zone for five minutes of a game, five total minutes of a game. And it has to be a timeout called and you have to announce it. So the other players can prepare for it during the timeout and the coaches and everybody can prepare for it because it's so cowardly. It's, 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 it's just ridiculous. And the heat played it for almost, I want to say 60% of that game. They played zone. Because they were getting cooked by Buddy Hield and Maxi, and then Ricky Council was doing whatever he want. KJ Martin was getting a lot of backdoor. Paul Reed was doing it, whatever he want. Paul Reed ended with night 18, 12, and two. But like I said, you need to be able to you you have to call a timeout, and you have to acknowledge like, hey, we're going zone here for however many minutes, and you cannot get out of the zone. You have to stay in. You have to stay in the zone. All right. There needs to be a rule because playing zone in the NBA is just the most coward shit I've ever seen in my life, yo. Like I said, it's acknowledging we can't play man and I don't want to continue getting fried. And honestly, it's it's just bad. It's a bad look because if you're getting fried this much, it looks like you need to be in the gym more, buddy. You die. You don't need no help from nobody else. You need to acknowledge that you're just not good on defense and we're just going to play you off the floor if you're not good on defense. You shouldn't go zone. Like, what, what are we what are we doing? Like, yeah, I understand they went zone. The Heat were down. Jimmy Butler last night. Um, who else? Would, I don't even think they were down anybody else. They were just down Jimmy Butler. Make sure I'm not. Camera cool. But yeah, they was down. Jimmy Butler, Sixers are down. Like, they're down five rotational players. Like, I can understand when they go zone. But if you're damn near fully healthy, you shouldn't be able to go zone. What type of bitch shit is this? Guard up. Guard your man. If you're getting fried, well, guess what? Get in the gym earlier and slide them puppies and figure it out. But yeah, dog, the heat zone, they're just, they're just an annoying ass team to play. All right. It's always something they, they everything they do is just fluke. It's just never, it's never real. They're never actually good. I think my man Lacey tweeted it before. Like Jimmy Butler, the like he he doesn't care. He didn't play last night, but he doesn't care majority of the regular season and gets to the playoffs and then decides he wants to play and then ruins whatever finals matchup or Eastern Conference matchup that fans actually want to see. Because nothing they do is nothing they do is actually good. It's just all fluke. Like even the rebound last night, some of the some most of the time the ball was just bouncing the wrong way, or like Duncan Robinson hit some fadeaway to the baseline three that was like perfectly contested by Buddy Hield, and it just went in like what what are we what's happening right now but yeah man heat annoying ass team to play hate him uh Buddy Hield. uh well let's let's talk about the second half uh so the heat went zone and 
you can see here where the Sixers just, they still just don't have enough shooting with Batum and Melton and Embiid out to really, you know, do anything about a zone. So all that he did was when they would come out of the zone, they would just focus everything towards Maxie and Buddy Hill. So they would kind of like blitz Maxie, but keep one person on Buddy Hill. And the Sixers, like I said, still don't have enough shooting to where they can punish teams for doing that. So they would like kick the ball or move the ball around. And it would get to like Kelly Oubre who had a bad game tonight, or it would get to like KJ Martin, who's not a shooter. Ricky counts who I can shoot a little bit, but he's not a shooter. Paul Reed. And the heat just weren't worried about that. And when the ball would leave Max or Buddy Hill's hands, they would kind of like collapse, get the ball back out of, well, no, they wouldn't collapse. They would just stay like towards Buddy and Maxie and then say, all right, well, these other guys are going to have to beat us. So, yeah, like I said, they just don't have enough shooting right now, and that's okay. Uh, it was a lot of times, like, Maxie and Buddy Hill, they understood, like, hey, we have to get something going here, and they just they just couldn't um, because the Heat were just so focused on them. They would try to drive and force the issue. Buddy Hill and they, Max, they both had, like, a couple turnovers where they would just, like, dribble into, like, directly into the zone, and the Heat would just collapse. Um, and it's not like there's nobody they can kick it out to for, like, a good percentage shot. Well, a good percentage shot by, you know, by a high rent, like a, a high medium three point shooter. So I said high medium, <laughs> high percentage three point shooter. So, uh, you know, like it's, it's, it's okay. Um, like I said, Buddy Hill's 17 first half points. He only ended with 22 because of the heat zone and what they were able to do and basically cut off everything that he wanted to do as far as pull up threes and getting open and moving off ball. Um, Sixers were also like this was also like a bad Buddy Hill defensive game, which I knew was going to happen eventually. He was just getting like caught off ball, like looking or falling asleep, and then the Heat got so many backdoor cuts, bro. Like Jaime Jaquez, like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow, they was pick and rolling this to death. It was just like it was it was a point in the fourth quarter where Tyler Harrow and Bam went on like an eight zero run by themselves, and like everything was pick and roll Buddy Hill, and like he just wasn't big enough to get around the screen or really contest anything or get through it. Like, like we, we all knew what happened. Like, it's not, not mad at it. Like, again, the Sixers are down five of their top rotation guys. So, and most of them are defensive guys. So, you know, it's just something that we're going to have to deal with going into the stretch. It would have been nice going into the stretch on a three game winning streak going into the, not the stretch. It would have been nice going into the all-star break on a three game winning streak. Um, you know, then we get to watch Maxie in the skills competition, three-point competition. I think he's, he is in the skills competition. I didn't check that. But all-star all-star game as well. Would have been dope. But, you know, it's just something that we live with. Uh, the really annoying thing about last night were the 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 defensive rebounds. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just been a problem all season, even when MB was there. They just don't have the attention to detail of finishing a rebound. And, like, they had the athletes now – but nobody's going to attack the rebound. Like everybody's waiting for the ball to bounce to them. So then they can go and grab it instead of going to get the rebound. So for example, the KJ Martin uh, rebound that Sixers were down three, I uh, think Tyler Harrow or Duncan or somebody misses a shot. They could have grabbed a rebound. KJ Martin goes to face box out, bam. And when he turns around, the ball is coming to him, but he's just like staring at the ball and watching it come to him. And you got, campaign and somebody else is around it just staring at the ball and nobody's going to attack the ball so bam ends up just tapping the ball to him uh to himself gets the rebound hits both free throws six to lose by five you know fluky stuff like that but it just like they they just don't have the 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 tenacity to go get the ball and you know 
rebound like a real team. Uh, it needs to be addressed. Uh, they don't really have rebounders, I guess, like without Embiid. Like they have Paul Reed who had 12 last night. KJ Martin had three. I mean, no, KJ Martin had five. Uber had three. Council had four. Campaign had three. They don't have anybody like Mo Bamba, the tallest player on the court, that had three rebounds, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, just needs to be addressed. And it and it's not something hard that needs to be addressed. Like just go attack. When and when the ball's in the air, you need to be jumping to go get the ball. Or you need to be making a clean box because like Jaime Hawk has got a put back dunk off of one of the threes that the Heat missed. And it's like Maxi went to go box out Bam, but KJ Martin was there and he just like com- Maxi just completely forgot about Hawkes. Am I saying his name right? Jaime Hawkes, right? Yeah. He just for- completely forgot about Jaime Hawkes on the wing and he just dove in, grabbed the rebound, got a put back dunk. Um, and guts of the game. So just attention to detail, something that I'm pretty sure Nick Nurse will fix. And there's also a problem without. Like I said, five players out, man, and they play. <laughs> like these are people, players that get minutes. So, and they're tall and they're rebounders. So, like Nick Batum, Rocco, DeAnthony Melton, like these players get rebounds. Tobias Harris. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Uh, another bright spot, Buddy Hill, 10 assists last night. Like I said, the, when the defense was, you know, folks in the zone and shifting the zone over to Maxi and Buddy Hill, he was able to, you know, oftentimes find the open man. But when they really decided to clamp down, it was hard because. The players that need to make the shots weren't making the shots. Um, but yeah, that was like the rundown of the game last night. Like I said, not worried about anything. It was just annoying to watch. Uh, like they're down the hospital sixers. They should be getting Melton, Nick Batum, Tobias Harris all back. Robert Covington. I don't know when he'll be back. Uh, and you know, we're expecting Joel back towards the end of the season, but whatever. Like, you know, it's a, it's a loss. They just need to get to like 13 to 14 more wins to get out of the play-in. That's all I'm really concerned about. Get Joel back, go for a healthy playoff run, and maybe have a run like the Heat and the Lakers last year where they are a lower seed and they're able to make it to the ECF, man, especially if Joel is playing at the level he was playing at before he got hurt. So the campaign video, I need to break it down because some people didn't understand what I was saying about campaign and how he's a Sixers guard. Sixers fans are not used to having a lot of people tried to compare him to James Harden last season. No. What I was saying was, I'm not saying campaign isn't like a future all-star. He's going to be like great for the Sixers, which while he has been good, not last night, but like he has been good. I'm not saying he's going to be like an all-star or like a, a starter for the Sixers. I'm just saying we're not used to has seen multiple guards that can dribble with their head up and control the offense and are very decisive in what they are going to do. When campaign has the ball, he is very decisive in what he wants to do with it. If he wants to get people open or if he wants to attack and try to score. Okay. James Harden did not do that. He was very indecisive with, which with what he wanted to do last season and the season before that. And that's what frustrated a lot of us Sixers fans, because we all know that we wanted to aggressive Harden that can control the game. He was not that he was maybe that in game one of the Boston series. And what was that game four game three or four? No, no, no. It was game four of the Boston series. Yeah. He was like, he was that. And then there he, but the problem was he was not that often. Okay. He wasn't decisive on what he wanted to do. There was games where he was slack off. You're like, yo, what is Harden doing campaign? At least I know what I'm getting out of campaign. All right. I'm not used to seeing the Sixers guard know what they want to do outside of Tyrese Maxey. And now we have multiple Sixers guards. We have multiple Sixers guards that can do that as far as Buddy Hield and campaign. That's all I was saying, y'all. I wasn't saying he's going to be an all-star. I wasn't saying that he's going to be some great player for the Sixers. I'm just saying Sixers fans 
are not used to having an actual point guard know what they're going to do. And we know what we're going to get out of them production wise and what we're watching. That is all I was saying. Okay. So everybody stop trying to act like I didn't watch James Harden last season. The reason a lot of Sixers fans were fine with him leaving is because we all watched James Harden last season. We were all perfectly fine with him leaving or opting out. We knew we didn't want him back on the max deal. So, like, we're getting a lot of stuff that we get out of Tobias out of rookie council. I don't see nobody mad about that. So, and a lot of y'all want to sign for council to like a four-year deal, which he probably should get. But, like, I just wanted to address the campaign video, man. Um... I'll probably make a clip out of that and figure this out. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure my camera is not like dumb blurry. But yeah, man, hold on. Let me let me let me try. Man, I don't know what's going on. Does it be looking blurry and then be coming out great? Ah, it might have got better. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that's all I wanted to do. But uh, appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all see my dog in the background if y'all watching on YouTube. Um. Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all for listening. Like I said, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you're listening and or watching. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. It is free. Rate the podcast five stars. Need to figure out what I'm going to do for this thumbnail. Uh, And also, hey, YouTube cut it out. All right. Oh, and Dub, you see the Dewey? Let me back. Black Black John now. Feel me? But um, but yeah, man. Holla at y'all. We will be back maybe after the all well after the all-star break where i'll be talking about the all-star break i don't know we'll figure it out yeah man appreciate y'all thank you for watching or listening